Peter said to Jesus, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brothers and sisters who sins against me? Should I forgive them as many as seven times? Jesus said, not just seven times, but rather as many as 77 times. I really did think that this song was a Whitney Houston original coming from the 1992 film, The Bodyguard. And it's one of the best selling singles of all time. When Dolly Parton first heard Whitney Houston's cover of it back on the radio, Dolly said she had to pull the car over to the side of the road because she was so moved to hear her music done so big and so well that she said she thought she might just have a heart attack right there. Back in 1974, Elvis Presley had asked Dolly to cover this song too, but Elvis wanted to get half, half of her publishing rights. Dolly said, it was a tough decision. It's Elvis. And other people were saying, you're nuts. It's Elvis. Something in my head said, don't do that. And I didn't do that. But I always wondered what it would have been like. Because you know he would have killed it. But anyway, I wouldn't, and he didn't. Then, when Whitney's came out, I made enough money to buy Graceland. And this song, it is one of the greatest breakup love songs that was ever written. But it actually comes from a broken professional relationship. Relationship from Dolly's life with her longtime partner, Porter Wagner. Back in the day, Porter had the most successful TV country shows back in the 1960s. And then back in 1967, he needed a new girl to join his show. And he hired a 21-year-old singer-songwriter, Dolly Parton just right after Dolly had recorded her first hit, Dumb Blonde. Dolly and Porter began a decade-long partnership. Behind the scenes, it was contentious, but outwardly, it was commercially successful. Together, they recorded 14 duets, all of which hit the top 10, and they included one number one hit. They became country music's royal couple. Now, at every award show from those years, they'd come up together, Porter's arm draped over her as he accepted the award. She didn't speak. As she put it, I had to be quiet around Porter because Porter was the star. Wasn't allowed to say a lot. 
or I, I didn't think it was my place to try. You didn't do that as a woman. It was his show, not mine. Until I went out on my own. Until I claimed and owned myself. Over that decade of working together, Dolly was working feverishly on some of her biggest hits, the coat of many colors, Jolene. Porter, he simply couldn't keep up with her. So for a long time, Dolly tried to stay. She hoped to do the show and also work on her own solo work as well. Porter's dear friend, Marty Stewart, put it like this. The thing about Porter is that so many country singers had their pretty little girl around their shoulder in Nashville. They were the Lord and Master. Whatever they said went. That was the relationship Porter wanted. And it was the 1970s, years that the divorce in this nation doubled the rate. Women were leaving, claiming themselves. So Dolly decided to strike out on her own. It was like this. Dolly and Porter were fine as long as he didn't feel threatened in the relationship. But Dolly couldn't. She said that he still saw her as a right, pretty little girl. He didn't know her dreams. They'd fight one day and then they'd make up the next. And he'd tell her, this is my show. I made you. Dolly knew that if she didn't go, if she didn't leave, she'd break. Neither of them was happy. Their relationship was broken. So she went home and wrote, I will always love you, and walked into his office the next day and sang it to him. Porter told her, that is the best song you ever wrote. You can go if I can produce the record. She did, and he did. But after that, as Porter's friend Marty said, he capsized, he, his ego was broken. And Porter, he went out in this storm of defamation interviews about Dolly. And he said that she would turn her back on her own family if it helped her career. Then he sued her, saying that he was entitled to managing her contract for five years. And that he was entitled to a percentage of the sales revenues. Dolly decided to settle the lawsuit for a million dollars. She didn't have the money at the time to pay, and it took her a few years to do it. 
very easy to get stuck in a relationship, in a job, in a situation even that even after you, it's over, you, you stay in the ugliness. Even after everything has resolved, sort of, you, you still have that anger, that those fights that are repeating over and over again in your mind. I've known couples divorced for decades in which the ex-husband still sends her brutal and cruel letters, disguises the envelope so that she'll be sure to open them. So what is so remarkable about Dolly's story is how it ends. Dolly did pay Porter his million dollars. And in the years that followed, Porter's collapse continued. He got dropped from his label. The IRS came after him for half a million dollars in unpaid taxes. And as Dolly recounts, he fell on hard times and he needed the money. At the time, I had the money. And I thought a good way to thank him was to buy the publishing company and give it back to him. So that's what she did. Porter Wagner died in a care facility in 2007. In his last days, Dolly came and sat with him, held his hand, sang as his body died. As she put it, forgiveness. Forgiveness is all there is. Sounds a lot like how Jesus answered Peter. You know, the, the scripture today, it's not one of Jesus' most popular teachings. In our colonial church community covenant, we go with love your neighbor as yourself, which of course is good, really good. But what if, what if back in the day they had chosen to say each week, Jesus is teaching to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I'm just saying, it's not one of Jesus's more popular teachings. Forgiveness is hard. It's challenging, relentless work. And it goes against our very human instinct for revenge. Following Jesus' way means renouncing getting even. One of the most incredible human beings of this last century was Bishop Desmond Tutu. No one could speak more passionately about forgiveness than him. Victims can find healing in choosing to forgive rather than demanding retribution. Forgiveness is not weak. It takes courage to face and overcome powerful emotions. The depth of love is often revealed by the extent of anger. Through sharing the stories of people 
who are victims and perpetrators, and sometimes both. The Forgiveness Project shows that forgiveness is often difficult, painful, and costly. But potentially transforming. Forgiveness is difficult. We've got to work at it constantly. I will always love you. Not just seven times, not just 70 times seven. Always. And that certainly doesn't mean staying in an abusive or a corrosive relationship or a situation. Forgiveness often takes time and space. Jesus taught that too. I think that 2021 is going to give us ample opportunities to practice forgiveness. So I want to point something out. Forgiveness, healing, recovery really does take time. It took Dolly three verses to move from pain to grief to, as she calls it, the Porter verse for forgiveness. It took years after she left Porter. Forgiveness takes time. But forgiveness is exactly what we need to get through this life. It may be the thing that saves us. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, you always taught us to forgive and to forgive always. Continue to teach us your way. Guide us through the pain and the grief that we experience to a better place. Let's start this year with a sense of hope for better days. As right now, we take a moment to name one person or situation that each of us, that we need to forgive. Lord, you knew that what we were going to say even before we said it. Now help us with the work of transforming forgiveness. Hear our prayer. Amen.